Welcome to Thinking Into Success. I'm Dr. J.A. Jones, your spiritual coach, encourager, and friend. I'm here to help you find spiritual solutions to real problems. Each week, we deliver solutions to issues you're facing in life or someone you care about. Let's get started. I am so glad you're here today. You're here with me on spiritual thinking, solutions to real problems. I'm going to give you 10 ways to think and feel good. Now, as a man or woman, as a person thinks in his heart, so is he. That is who you are and what you're going to say and what you're going to do in life. As a man thinks in his heart, that is what he's going to become. So is he. That's a book in the Bible called Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 23. So let's talk about these 10 ways to think and feel good because what you think, you're going to eventually feel. What you feel, you're going to say. What you say, because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. What you say, you're going to do. And your actions shapes your character. Your actions over a period of time becomes a habit. A habit shapes your character. And what I mean by that, your character is who you are from the inside out. How you live your life subconsciously, your character, what has shaped you in life. Now, that character takes you to a destiny, an end goal. And that's how people view you, but also one day you'll look in the mirror because that's how you've been viewing yourself all of this time. So you have to get yourself together. So I'm going to give you 10 ways. They are not in one set order, good or bad or indifferent, but you can put them in an order once you listen to the whole point today, the whole ways. OK, put them in an order and write me, email me. Do what you need to do to get a hold of me. Leave a comment about it and think about it going forward. So I'm going to just give you these orders. Let's go forward. The first thing is this. You have to eat healthy. You have to eat tasty food. Eating healthy helps you to understand God. You know, some people are vegetarians. I'm not saying become one, but they eat plant food things that grow from the ground. You can eat more than that, but when you bring God into your healthy eating, it changes everything. Your goal is to strive to honor him because he's the one that created you. Honor him in your food and all of your drinking choices. This will eventually change you from the inside out. Do you know that? That's very important. Healthy food is not a bad thing. It can be tasty. It can be juicy. It can be just good. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. The principle tells us this. So the first thing is this. Take time to ponder on what you're going to eat and choose healthy choices. It will help you to think 
and feel good because certain foods help the brain. It helps your thought life. It helps you to become healthy from the inside out. The second thing is this. Stay hydrated. It is so important to be hydrated. This is one of the blessings uh, that the Lord gives us through his word. God will refresh you. He will comfort you. He will encourage you. Sometimes he'll guide you, warn you, instruct you. He'll remind you. Disciplines are very important. And sometimes life will humble you. That doesn't mean God is doing it, but humility comes. Now, as you understand this, and sometimes in life, you are so emotionally unraveled because somebody is looking you in the eye and telling you your situation or you will never change. You'll always be down. You'll always be single. You'll always be in a state of bad relationships. You'll never have no money in the bank. You'll never save for this. You'll never do this. And sometimes people would just come on to you unexpected and bad things will happen because bad things do happen to good people. But God is a good God. Now, God will comfort you because he is the God of comfort. God will give you a certain sensation as you read his word. Now, when I'm saying staying hydrated, Yes, you need to drink water, but let me give you a couple of principles. Come, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. And he who has no money, come, buy, and eat. Come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. You see, the word of God is like water from a pure spring. God's presence is... And his word gives us peace in our heart. It's a time of cleansing and refreshment to our minds and body. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and it was empty. The darkness covered the face of the deep, the deep waters. And the spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. Then God said, let there be light. And there was light. Now, to me, that's refreshing. That keeps me spiritually hydrated per se. And it can impact the vibration in your body and how you think and how you feel. But on the other side of the coin, as we talk about staying hydrated, you have to drink enough glasses of agua, water, each day. You probably heard the advice, drink eight glasses of water a day. Now that's probably easy to remember. That's probably why it's out there. It's a reasonable goal. Most healthy people can stay hydrated by drinking water and other fluids. Whenever you feel thirsty, for some people, fewer than eight glasses might not be enough, but other people, they may even need more. Why is that? Because you may have to mortify, more, uh, modify, not mortify, modify your total fluid intake. That's right. You definitely and you may have to modify it. What do I mean by that? Because if you're exercising, you're going to have to drink more water, especially if you're doing any activity 
that makes you sweat, you need to drink extra water to cover the fluid loss. It's important to drink water before, during, and after a workout. What about when you go outside in the environment, the sun? Sometimes it's humid or it's hot. The weather can even make you sweat. We mostly know that, especially if you live in a hot climate. It requires an additional fluid. You need that because dehydration also can occur at high altitudes. So no matter where you are, you got to understand your, your situation, exercising, your environment. You have to drink more water to cover the loss of, because you're sweating or perspiring. That's for somebody. Your overall health, your body needs fluid when you even get sick. You may have a fever. Some people throw up or vomit. They have diarrhea. Drink more water. And obviously, if you go into the doctor to get checked out, you need to follow the doctor's recommendation to drink. Could be oil, uh, oil rehydration, in other words. It could be just that or solutions. Other conditions, you know, that cause you to need increased fluid intake could be like a bladder inflection, somebody may say, according to Mayo Clinic, a bladder infection, urinary tract issues. Okay. You got to drink more water. You got to. Okay. Now I'm giving you this, these points from the Mayo Clinic. What if you're pregnant? What if you just had a baby and you're breastfeeding? You got to drink more water. You got to stay hydrated. Very important. The third thing is this. You have to get consistent exercise. I talked about that earlier, but while bodily training has some value, godliness is of value in every way. So the Bible talks about bodily training profit some. Okay. One translation may have said little, but it's still something you must do. You got to get your body moving. If not, the sedentary lifestyle would take over you and you will have some physical issues, some ailments, some stiffness in your joints. You have to get your body moving. You have to get outside. These are just some things I am trying to help you with to help you to think and feel better, to feel good about you and life. You have to control your weight. When you exercise, it can help you to get rid of some weight or it can help you just to get in shape. It exercise combats health conditions and disease. It just helps to regulate your body, keep you moving. Exercise improves your mood, your attitude. There's some people have a bad attitude a, or a stinking attitude because they don't exercise. They're nothing but a couch potato. Yes, they don't get their body movement at all. You know, they always take an elevator. They never take the stairs. They're always trying to park in the closest parking spot when they're going to the store or at work or wherever they go or at church. You got to get your body moving. It will boost your energy. You only have so much energy per day. But if you move your body, you will have energy like you have not had it before. 
because some people eat too much and they don't exercise enough. If you eat three meals a day, snacks in between, including sweets, you're setting yourself up for problems. It's not God's will. Don't lie to yourself and think that you can eat like a pig. Uh, I was going to say a hog. You know, I didn't say that, right? Okay. I was going to say you eat like a hog. Okay. Okay. Let's scratch that. Boop. Let's keep going. As you continue to exercise, you have to know that it will help you to sleep better. You know, when I have a good workout, my goodness, I sleep a whole lot better at night. I can still sleep better without it, but it still helps with your sleep. It puts a spark back into your intimate life. Some people call it sex life or however you look at it because your body has a better blood flow throughout your whole body and it benefits you if you're in a marriage. It benefits your marriage relationship with your spouse. Exercise doesn't, does not have to be full of drudgery. It doesn't have to be Oh, I got to go exercise. Oh, I got to walk around the block. Oh, I have to do that. No, your life can be at stake. It can be fun. Don't do the same thing every day. Switch it up. Change it up. Walk some days. Work on some weights the next days. Just get a good cardio. Get your body moving. Do things quickly or fast or however you look at it. Exercise can be fun and it can be social. Find a group. Find somebody that is exercising and be a part of an exercise group. That's a good way to help you to be accountable so you can get to a better place and benefit from consistent. The key word is this consistent exercise, not once a year, not once a month, probably a couple of times or more a week. The fourth thing is this. You got to get better sleep. You have to get sufficient sleep. The scripture tells us that we must sleep. David is able to sleep amidst life trials because of his confidence that the Lord alone made him dwell in safety. The Bible tells us about sleep. I will lie both down in peace and sleep for you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. That's another scripture I just read, but I kind of gave you some insights on the first one. But here's a couple of more scriptures as it relates to sleep. There's so many people get to the state of being afraid to sleep because they are fearful about having bad dreams or, or going to sleep and not waking up or they just think they are not sleepy. Your body needs sleep. It is in vain that you rise up early and go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil, for he gives to his beloved sleep. Love not sleep, lest you come to poverty. Open your eyes and you will have plenty of bread. Now that doesn't mean you don't sleep. Now, some people can overdo it and sleep 10 to 12 hours a day. They're in a state of possibly being depressed or anxiety, or they're just trying to escape from reality. I lay down and sleep. 
I woke again for the Lord sustained me. God will help you to sleep at night if you trust him. Trust him, relax your mind, and I guarantee you, you'll be protected throughout the night. The Lord will sustain you. A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest. These are several principles from the book of Proverbs. How long will you lie there, O sluggard? When you arise from your sleep, will you arise from your sleep? Yes, you will. Don't be lazy. Go to sleep. Close your eyes and don't be uh, lethargic, lazy. One thing I know is this. You got to prepare to sleep. Prepare yourself to sleep. Get your clothes out. Sometimes you may need to take a bath, a warm bath. You may have to just turn the TV off for 30 minutes before you go to sleep because all of those things can keep you from getting to the rapid eye movement. So you have to prepare to sleep. Many times people are suffering from sleep deprivation. It can impact your mood in a negative way. It can cause you to be temperamental. It can cause you to be anxious and angry throughout the day and the ability not to focus on daily tasks at work, at home, in the community, because you don't have the right foundation for healthy sleep habits. You have to set a goal. Aim to get at least, I don't know, five to seven hours a night. If you can, seven hours is better. Could get a little more. Establish a bedtime. You've got to go to bed every night at 10 o'clock. Honor it. Make sure it happens. Then you'll be able to get up at five. You'll be able to get up at seven. You have a more productive day. You have to ease into this thing. You just don't jump into the bed and go to sleep. Now, some people can do that, okay? Everybody is not at the same place. Some people close their eyes. They're snoring within one minute. Uh-huh, yes, yes, they're snoring. The train is coming down the track. Choo-choo. You know, they, they, <laughs> they are asleep, you know? So, but not everybody has that ability to make it happen that way. But then I want to do, they get up on time, okay? But you have to get adequate sleep. The Bible tells us to. Don't overdo it. Don't underdo it. Sometimes if you're struggling with your sleep, keep a diary, a sleep diary for a week and notes of any patterns you may discover. Just write it down. You know, sometimes you really don't know when you literally go to sleep, but you know when you wake up, did you get a good sleep last night? You probably say yes. You probably say no. You know you have dreams. Sometimes they're bad dreams or they are good dreams. You have to understand the power of sleeping, okay? Now, this is not one size fit all. I want you to know that. But my goal is to help you to think and feel better. Or to some of you, you may like the word good, okay? You have to, number five is this, set and pursue important goals. There are goals that you can do every day. There are goals that you can achieve. You could have a list of 30 goals. Now, that's good, but that may be too many, okay? 
Just try to tackle one goal at a time. The plans of the diligent lead surely to abundance. But everyone who is hasty comes only to poverty. So if you don't set a goal and then you don't pursue it, it could be a relational goal. It could be a health goal. It could be a financial goal. It could be a physical goal. Whatever it is, set a goal and stick to it. Don't watch a lot of TV. Don't watch a lot of news. That could be your goal. Only watch an hour a day rather than five hours a day. Okay, I don't mind watching the news, but I don't watch it all the times. So you may set a goal. I'm only going to watch three movies a week instead of 30 movies a week because you got a, a goal set. You're going to save more and spend less so you can have more for an emergency because emergency will happen. Okay, the Bible said it's going to rain on the just as well as the unjust. Life is going to happen to everybody. So you got to set and pursue, I'm calling it important goals, because these are important goals, your spiritual health, your mental health. Sometimes you got to set a goal to go to the park or to relax. Just enjoy the outside as much as you can or get away from the hustle and bustle. Set a goal to meditate, set a goal to pray a certain time of the day, but you got to set a goal. If you never set a goal, you'll never reach a goal. If you never go anywhere, you won't get anywhere. If you never set something in your mind because your brain and your mind wants you to achieve it, but then sometimes a paradigm will cause you to not achieve a certain goal. But here's another principle. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. The sixth thing is this. Make each day dazzling, stunning, incredible, astounding, stupendous, and just wonderful. In order to have a dazzling day, it starts with focusing your attention on God because he created the day just for you. The principle says every day when you get up, morning by morning, new mercies you and I see because great is his faithfulness unto us. So God bless you with another day and he'll give you a vision for what your day will become because you're starting your day with him. A day started in prayer will rarely come unravel. Every day I will bless you and I will praise your name forever and ever. Psalms 37 says, my steps are ordered by the Lord. This is the day, here's another principle, that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Now, Mayo Clinic says, say thanks before your feet hit the floor. Mm, mm, mm. Journaling for what you're grateful for promotes hopefulness and energy. Make your bed. That's an important tip. You'll feel better starting the day with a sense of accomplishment. When you sleep on your bed, make your bed when you get up. When you leave your room, it'll give you a sense in your brain, in your mind. You'll say, man, I accomplished at least a made up bed. And when you come home, your bed will look neat and you'll think better and you'll feel better. 
Eat plants for breakfast like strawberries, blueberries. Studies show it supports a curious and creative mind. The seventh thing is this. Be spiritual. You are a spiritual being. You have a soul. You live in a body. The spiritual part of you connects with the creator, God. The soul part of you is your mind. When I say the word soul, S-O-U-L, your mind and how you think, your will and the choices you make, your emotions and how you feel about life. It all starts with how you think, what you choose, and your emotions based on your feelings. Now, you got to understand that that's the process of life. God created you and I in his image, in his likeness. He created us, but he created us to worship him. Okay, God is spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. This means you pray to him, then you listen to him. This means you read his word and his word will become a part of your life when you apply the principles that is in the Bible, the basic instructions before leaving earth. Someone may call it Bible instructions before leaving earth. So you got to be spiritual. Stay connected to the creator. I call him God, the God of the Bible, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I love him because he first loves me. So when you stay spiritual or be spiritual, your life will be a whole lot better in every area. Number eight, help other people. The principle is this, give and it shall be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over will be put into your bosom where men give back to you. For the same measure that you meet or use, it will be measured back to you. Helping others can help you to feel good. There is something about helping other people. It promotes physiological changes in the brain linked to happiness. The heightened sense of well-being might be a byproduct of being more physically active as a result of volunteering or helping somebody, uh, helping a stranger, helping somebody that is not as fortunate as you are. Or you could even just pay for someone's meal. You're at the store, you're in a line and you see they're struggling and they're reaching in their pocket. They may not have it. Even if they do have it, what about helping people? Because we're living in tough times. We all are blessed, but some have more than others. But the more you give, the more I believe God would give back to you. When you help people, it creates a sense of belonging. You are a part of the solution and not a part of the problem. Helping others can cause you to make new friends. It can help you to connect with the community. Some people don't have friends because they do not show themselves friendly. He that hath friends must first show himself friendly. And guess what? If you're single, that could be a future friend and a future mate. If you're not single, it could be a good relationship that could help you and you can help them. Because sometimes in life, we can help one another reciprocally. Iron sharpens iron. It gives you a sense of purpose when you help people. It helps you to put things in the right perspective. 
helping other people. When people see you helping people, it can be contagious. It can catch on. Okay. Helping others can help you to live longer. Do y'all know that? You didn't know that. I'm telling you. That's why I'm here to help you to think and to feel good or better about life. It would give you a sense of renewal that you can be better about yourself. It can, because it can abuse, it can boost, let me say the word correctly, it can boost your esteem. God is with you. Do you know that? You'll be able to build strong relationships because you're helping other people. The ninth thing is this, smile. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm trying. Ooh, I can't try not to because that's who I am. I love to smile. I love to laugh because there's so much benefits, health benefits it, in smiling, in laughing. It improves your mood. It releases endorphins. It helps a person. It helps you to feel uh, happier and more positive. It's a pain reliever. Do you know that? Did you know that smiling can uh, reduce pain in your body? Believe it or not, it's a, a good thing because when you have a good belly laugh, I'm talking about a belly laugh, it can relieve some body aches and pain, lower your blood pressure, make you stronger with your immunity. It can be a stress reliever. It can actually, it can even build better relationships because when people see you laughing, they want what you got. They want to know why are you laughing? Because we ha we live in a sad, mad, and bad society. But if you're laughing, they may want to connect with you and you connect with them. And then again, life gets a whole lot better when you smile often. It's not a state of, of insecurity when you smile or just being silly. No, it's good for you. It's spiritually good. It's physically good. It makes you younger. Some people think I look younger because I laugh a lot. I smile because the Bible says laughter is like a medicine, but a crushed spirit or a broken spirit dries up the bone, a joyful heart. Think about it. It's like good medicine. A glad heart makes a cheerful face, but by sorrow of the heart, a spirit is crushed. You got to laugh. Because you look radiant. It helps you. Someone said you have less muscles that you use when you smile versus frowning. Frowning, you have to have a lot of issues going on. And, it, and, it, and your face is working harder. But when you laugh, guess what? You're going to be smarter and you're going to be better. The last thing is this. Get in a flow. Get in a rhythm. Get in a tempo tempo. Amen. Get on a certain beat. I played uh, instruments growing up in school and, and in the military. I played professionally in the band. I, I was an athlete as well. There's something about getting in a rhythm in a sporting event like basketball, whatever it may be, or playing music. You're just in a good flow. You're on the right beat. You're sounding good. You're playing a certain uh, sport like basketball, you're shooting the ball, it's going in the hoop. You're just feeling really, really good because you're in a good rhythm. And the other team or the opponent is trying to get you out of rhythm. They're trying to get you out of your flow. But once you stay in a rhythm, nobody can stop you because 
God is with you and you are unstoppable because you're in a flow, you're in a rhythm. Praise him with a tambourine and a dance. Praise him with string instruments and a harp or a pipe. If anyone among you suffering, let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing praise. But I say, walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the desires or the lust of the flesh. So get in a rhythm in life. Don't let nobody get you out of rhythm. If you're praying, keep praying in the morning. If you're going to church, don't stop going to church. If you're going to work, don't stop going to work unless God gives you another job. It's all right to switch jobs, not every month, but sometimes, okay? If you have a good relationship, get in a rhythm. Kiss your wife, hug, hug your husband. If you're in a rhythm, pay, pay your bills like you should be paying them. Go to the doctor once a year, get a checkup. Get in a rhythm of life. Be a blessing to people. Share your faith with people. Encourage somebody. Get in a rhythm. I guarantee you, you will think and feel better about yourself because life is what you make out of it because life happens to all of us. But when we think and we make the right choices, life will be better and you'll find yourself living in abundance. Thank you for listening to Thinking Into Success. Now, if you enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe, share it with your friends, click the like and follow button, take a screenshot and share it on your social stories. I look forward to you being with us on the next episode. Until next time. Yeah.